I just try to do no harm. <laughs> Maybe when I'm bigger. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Welcome to the Health Science Podcast. I'm Adam Chris. And I'm Anna Nguyen. Cool. And let's uh, see, this is, uh, this, is, this is week three of the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're wily veterans. Um, yeah, where we're pros now. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to do my best to not say um or and so so much this time. When I re-listened to the podcast, I did it a couple of times. It was driving me nuts. So that's going to be my goal for, for this podcast. Isn't it interesting to hear back your voice? Like for me, whenever I hear my voice, I'm just like, I can't believe I sound like that. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it? love it. Oh, I'm such a narcissist when it comes to this. I love hearing myself talk. It's, uh, <laughs> so I don't mind at all. So for anatomy um, today, we started a really neat project um, where we build uh, clay models of DNA. And mm -hmm. so what I do is I break up um, a DNA gene essentially and I give it out to partners in all the class. So it's in 16 different parts and they have to um, replicate the DNA. Then they have mm -hmm. to transcribe it into RNA and they translate it into amino acids to make this protein chain. But the amino acids are words. And so there's a hidden message in the DNA sequence. Oh, how cool. Yeah. What is the message? Um, we're going to go over it on Thursday and we oh, are getting okay. downloads. Um, people are listening to us, which is pretty That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Keep sharing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So more people, so I got more downloads. We, we got more downloads this week than I ever got for any parent teacher conference or much more than any students ever coming into office hours. Wow. You know what I'm so I'm yeah, it makes me think like this is a valuable tool actually whether it's students listening to me or parents checking in to see what's going on in class, like I really think this podcast format is a valuable tool for education. Um, if nothing else, students and parents and community members get a better idea of what we're doing with the program. So in anatomy class, um, we made the DNA and um, they're, they're decipher, they'll be deciphering the code on Thursday. And it's going to be a Shakespeare quote on uh, Hamlet's uh, to be or not to be um, speech, which the students have no idea what that quote is. Um, they, they've never read Hamlet. They don't know anything. And so it's great. Uh, it all looks like gibberish when they mm -hmm. just, you know, translate out their five words. And then when we put it all together on Thursday, um, it, it'll make sense and so it's pretty neat it is it's it's a fun little project and the dna model that we build out of clay ends up being like insanely long um it ends up being like 40 feet long and so we lay oh, it out wow. we have to lay it out in the hallway um and so it's cool it's just oh, a, i found that cool when uh you get to see other classrooms and like what activities we're doing 
Mm -hmm. And I like I got to mix a little bit of uh, Shakespeare in there. I, I, yeah. I wove in Shakespeare to anatomy class. Yeah, touch of literature. We love it. Yeah. Um, so that's anatomy. Medical terminology, we're, we're discussing terms pertaining to the body. I creeped out all the students because we talked about face mites and how we all have these little face mites living in our eyelashes. Um, and we have little mites. Uh, half the dust in our houses is um, skin from our families. You know? Yes, that I know. That I know. And so that terrified the students and then that their mattress is made up a lot of their own skin cells and there's a whole ecosystem of mites that are feeding off those skin cells so that mm -hmm. grossed them we, i educated them on other things too but that's the part that they seem to have remembered and then yeah and then exercise physiology um man i'm struggling to figure out how to how to teach all these hands-on elements of exercise physiology and get students up to speed on, on the concepts because about half the class, this is their, they haven't taken any of the prerequisites. Okay. But so coming out of COVID and, and that sort of thing, um, I'm, I, I'm gonna, they're welcome to be in the class and we'll, we'll make do of it. But um, just, kind of, just kind of struggling with how to bring kids up to speed and teach the hands-on materials. And I think I'm going to have to almost like set it up like a PE class um, oh, where okay. students are going to be in groups. There's going to be stations. stations and just, yep. Yeah. And I'm going to check them off on the, on the skills that they're doing. And, and that, that might be kind of how I end up running that class a little bit. So that one's kind of fun. It's, it's going to be a challenge to get that one squared away, but well, fun. Yeah. yeah. How's your week going? Um, well, it's only Tuesday, but it feels like a long week. Um, yesterday, I had an exam in Gen Chem, so that was uh, pretty fun. Um, and then in culture anthropology, we're talking about linguistics, so we talked about Shakespeare too, so that was an um, interesting correlation there. And uh, yeah, and then I had my surfing class later that evening, and um, we were talking about the post-Columbian history of um, Costa Rica. Really? Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, so there's a very a huge variety of uh, topics all in one day. So. Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty neat. How'd you do on your Gen Chem test? I feel pretty good about it. Um, I don't. We don't have our exam scores yet, but I feel yeah. I like knew the material, so I was like, we should be fine here. We should be fine. <laughs> Which, you know, I guess that's kind of a nice segue into what I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about grades. Yeah. Um, because grades are kind of becoming all important right now in this time of year for, you know, for, for me. Um, mm -hmm. they're, they're starting to creep into the conversation more and more. The first couple of weeks of school is just, hi, hi how are you doing? Get to know you sort of stuff. But now that we're in the third, fourth week of, of school, um, grades are starting to become a bigger deal. And so, oh, yeah, it's like midterm year. So, yeah, or at least we're starting to see what students are turning in homework, what students aren't turning in homework, mm -hmm. what teachers are grading their assignments, and what teachers mm -hmm. aren't. And so, I fall into the category of the teachers that is are way behind on my grading. And so, um, I thought it I thought it'd be worthwhile to to just kind of talk about you know, grades. Yeah, um, grades are very significant. 
Yeah. How, how do you approach grades? So you, you know, in the last podcast we talked about, you were a very dedicated student in high school, or at least that's the perception mm-hmm. I got. How, mm-hmm. Did you get good grades in high school? I did. I graduated with, um, I hate, I, every time I think about it, I like cringe, but I graduated 3.98 and that was because I had one and B my entire high school career. That one and B kept me from being a valedictorian. I was like kind of upset. I mean, at the time I was like, whatever, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But then I think about it now, I'm just like, dang, just that one and B really messed me up. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I would say that I was very dedicated in high school and um, in college. Um, I definitely had a mental shift and I don't think it was a um, voluntary choice. It was definitely like a um, big awakening on like my reflection on my um, relationship with grades, my relationship um, with academia and like my self-perception as a student. So yeah, so in like high school, I thought, you know, I didn't think grades were everything, right? Because I still was able to do like extracurriculars. I like played sports. I was in clubs. Um, I had a part-time job. So um, they're important. But um, like once I like got accepted to colleges, I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, I'm still aiming for A's, but like, it's not a big deal, you know? Um, And it was a big awakening to me when I realized how college is a different ballgame. Like, the material is not like it is it's a lot heavier and the way that I studied in high school which is like barely um, was not cutting it for college um like gen bio like general bio um that it took freshman year fall semester that was the biggest slap in the face for me because like I think on my first exam I got like a d or something and I was like oh my gosh I, I don't understand. I did so well in bio my freshman year of high school. Like, what is going on? I thought I knew this material. And um, a part of me was understanding that, you know, I was not adapting fast enough for college, but also I understood that, like, you know, I think I had a different, I had an unrealistic expectation for myself. Um, so yeah, so now, um, I think for like, the first three years of college, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do my best and get the best grade I can. Um, so I was still very focused on grades. So um, I got B's and A's um, and I was like, okay, whenever I got C's and whatever. Um, and I didn't beat myself up too much about it. I was like, okay, if that's the grade I got, I can talk to my professors about it, figure out what we can do and then like work better or figure out what strategies work for me. But it wasn't until COVID hit my junior year um, that I was like, dude, do these grades even matter anymore? Like we're in the middle of a pandemic. It seems like the world is going to burn and we're all just going to die. Um, and like, am I even going to graduate with a degree at this point? Um, that was, I was like, okay, so like, what is the whole point of me going to school? Like, what is the whole point of me even working this hard for grades? Because like, I noticed that after I finish a semester of whatever class I'm taking, there's like no information that I retained. Like, if you were to ask me what I like yeah. major themes I learned in like social psychology of like sports, I can barely tell you what I learned um, because I was just so focused on just getting grades that like I felt like I just graduated with a degree with half the knowledge of what I should know. Um, 
And so my senior year, we were still going through COVID, but um, they were allowing some students to be on campus and some students to be remote. I was like, you know what? I really need to value this opportunity of going to college. Um, and I need to value, you know, this opportunity for me to like, er, like learn so many cool things, right? And I think a part of me realized that I just should have just enjoyed this material. And then once I changed my pers um, perspective of earning a grade to learning the material and being competent enough and understanding of it enough, the results will happen. So I did that mental shift of um, just focusing on learning the material and I felt a lot happier and I felt a lot less like judgmental of myself and critical of myself. And so, yeah, I, my relationship with grades kind of like distanced in a way or at least changed to where it's like, I know grades can be a reflection of effort, but it's not significant enough to me. Because at the end of the day, if I feel like I understand the material, that's more important to me. And because like, you know, I can understand the material really well and like, you know, have grammatical errors and suddenly have a C, you know what I mean? So it's like oh, yeah. that kind of thing. So I don't know. Um, I guess my point is grades are really important to me, high school, college, they were semi-important because maybe my end goal is grad school. So it's still very important for me to like, get good grades so I can you know get a certain GPA to get into a certain school right but I mean at that point like my senior year and now I'm just like I'm just here to try to have a good time and to learn and to be very knowledgeable and to retain something you know what I mean I just I want to walk away and, and someone to be like do you remember this in gen camp I'd be like absolutely like you know I want to be resourceful I guess yeah so yeah that you know, you're you what you're saying mirrors almost exactly my experience in college to reevaluating grades. Um, from from a little bit different standpoint, I didn't care about grades in high school. I did care that I was the smartest one of my friends. Like comparing myself to my peers was really important. As long as my peers mm -hmm. recognized me as being the smartest person in the room. I, I could care less what grades I got. Um, and in college, I did the same sort of um, try to, I was a bad, <laughs> was, I wasn't a great student. So what I would do um, is go through the syllabus and try to figure out the quickest, easiest way to get the best grade possible. You know, mm, that's kind of, that's kind of how I did it. I, yeah. So for example, my intro to bio experience, first of all, I was taught by a Nobel Prize laureate um, named Frank Stahl at, at U of O. And they, you had the option, you were graded either on the average of your two midterms and your final exam, or you could just be graded on the comprehensive final exam, right? As soon as I heard that, I knew exactly what choice I was going to do. I'm putting all my chips on the final exam. And mm -hmm. so I didn't study at all for the midterms, but I still showed up and took the midterms um, because they corrected it for you and handed you the midterm back. So I got two mm -hmm. study guides for the final and just studied for the final and, and got that grade. And wow. 
so, but I was so distracted by trying to weasel my way into the highest grade possible. I totally passed up on a chance of really paying attention to, to a Nobel prize winner explain biology. I mean, this guy figured out how DNA replicated and I, I didn't take advantage of that. I was so concerned about just like getting through with the highest grade I possibly, possibly could. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you said something interesting in that, like you would be kind to yourself or, or, um, you had, you had too many, too high of expectations for yourself. Um, and I'm assuming what you're meaning by that is you would get like a bad grade and you'd have to be cut, you, you would have a reaction to be hard on yourself. And you had to effortfully remind yourself to like be kind to yourself if you got a bad grade. Yeah, right? well, somewhat like I wouldn't say that I got like super bad grades. Like I didn't really get, oh, I'm better now. I, I think the worst I've ever gotten was like a C, for example, right? But so like, it's again, so it's like, what standard am I holding myself to? and like how realistic is it right so it is very but don't you think it's, it's very necessary go ahead yeah but, but don't you think it's weird because the standard you're holding yourself to are contingent on someone's evaluation of you I think it depends on like I mean for me it was like what is my what are my capabilities and I think I was basing it on past performance right so like I, I was telling myself I'm capable I have proof and I was capable of getting like A's in like these subjects without realizing that it is not, I, I was putting the blame on me when really, when the reality was like the material is different. The expectation, like the game that I'm playing or that I'm part of is different. And so, so in a way I was being hard on myself as a player for like player in this game, right? In the same analogy of like, you know, thinking like, oh, wow, like, you know, all the things that I'm doing aren't working anymore. Like what is wrong with me? Rather than fixating on myself, it's more like, okay, what is new here? What is, what in this environment is new for me? And what am I not, you know, acknowledging and realizing so that I can be better. Like I can build that, those skills to be a better like player in this game or in this case, be a better student in school. Um, because like in, in what I realized is like studying is a skill, right? Like there are some people who just are miraculously miraculously good at studying. And there are some of us who just need a little more guidance on like our best way to study, right? Because studying is not the same for everyone. And that's something that I've like learned in college. Like I thought the ways I studied in high school would be the same way I'd study in college and that didn't work. And then the way I study now was not going to be the same for like my peers. So being kind to myself and not necessarily telling myself, oh, I got a bad grade. That's okay. You know, we're just going to keep moving forward and like figure it out. It's more like, okay, rather than critiquing myself so much and being like, oh, I can't believe I forgot that. Or, oh, I can't believe like, um, I didn't study for this, whatever. It's just like, hey, yo, like, this is what happened. We will talk to ourselves in a more like, I don't know. It's not, I'm not like, I guess I'm not sugarcoating like, failures in this case or like sugarcoating like things it's more like seeing it more of a positive like like what did I do well 
I think that I would address that first. What did I do well in this test? Or what did I do well on this homework? And, and acknowledge that I, I learned something and I am, and I have proof that I like can solve something or can explain a concept, right? And then things that I'm not super sure about, I'm just like, okay, what from this do am I sure about? And then what am I not sure about? So that self-talk to myself is more like, instead of being very emotional about it and just, you know, hating myself or critiquing myself is more like what, in what productive manner can I talk to myself to acknowledge the effort that I put in, value that, and then also move forward and find a new way to, you know, learn something. So I guess that was more what I was saying. Yeah. And I guess I, that, that makes sense, but even the, I, and I guess my point that I'm trying to get at is even that grade is an evaluation by a professor who teaches in a very specific way and there's a very specific format to class and his assessment of you is based on a very narrow sliver of your experience as a student right or, or as, as as a person um, your biology professor is only eva evaluating you as one of probably 30 students in your biology class. Is that about right at Pacific? Roughly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so one of 30 students in your biology class who he interacts with um, three times a week for an hour, probably something like that. And mm -hmm. the class is taught in a very specific way in a very specific format um, covering very specific topics. And you're just evaluated on that grading scale. It because it seems like you could also draw the conclusion of saying, like, wait a second, I know I'm really smart because I got through, I had all my experience up until now says that I'm I'm really smart. Mm -hmm. This class, this class is taught the wrong way, or my professor's not a good professor, or my, you know, it's like there's so many other conclusions mm -hmm. that you could have mm -hmm. caught could have gone to yeah um and i think what you did was the most productive <laughs> no and then and, and here's the other thing too like i in college i have met professors who i think are not good professors and in a way i felt like the grades that i were i was getting was more a reflection of like their performance as a teacher and some people would be like, well, no, because teachers teach a certain way. They've been teaching for so many years. And it's just like, look, just because you've been teaching for like 20 plus years doesn't mean that you're automatically a good professor, right? I've had some professors who are very condescending, right? And very like particular about their answers to exams or questions, right? So like I've, I've had experience where I took this one professor's exam and I've, I literally answered the question and then he's like, but why did you not mention this? Why did you not mention that? And I'm like, because I'm just answering your question. Why are you asking me about things that was not in the question? See, so it's like, yeah, I would, I would agree. There's sometimes when you just realize that it's not you and it's like external factors, whether it be the class structure, the professor in their like particular ways or like, you know, life ex events that happen outside where you're just mm -hmm. like, dude, I just did you well because like, stuff was just happening and that also happened to me and so it's just like yeah it's like you know grades aren't always a reflection of like your academic 
capacity. It's not, it's, you know, it doesn't factor in like, you know, life experiences that you're having during that time or like, you know, cost structure or like your professor or like, you know, yeah, I, grades are terrible. <laughs> well, and so I think, I think it's interesting with grades that they look so scientific. You know, mm-hmm. you get an A, an A is worth uh, 4.0 for your GPA, a B is worth 3.0. So you come out with a GPA that we could somehow get down to the hundredth mm-hmm. decimal place. You have a, th- you got a mm-hmm. 3.98 in high school. I'm sorry. It is a human system. A human teacher or professor is evaluating another human student. And so mm-hmm. it is subject to all the same sort of biases and um, yeah. mistakes and judgment that any other decision is in, in the human experience. Um, yeah. But I, I also feel like education's a little behind with gradings because we don't have the, um, I, I feel like healthcare is very good about having um, standards and policies of care, like, like evidence-based medicine and um, algorithms for determining what the severity of a patient is and then what should the treatment be. Um, and that sort of stuff. And I think education's lacking in that and could probably would benefit from a little bit more. Well, I don't know. I guess we set up rubrics and have syllabi and grading scales, but I think at the end of the day, it's still subject to a whole bunch of bias. Mm-hmm. And is in an environment that is kind of artificial. Well, yeah. definitely artificial. I can't think of another environment um, outside of education where you would sit down with 30 other students and listen to one person talk and have to believe wholeheartedly what that person says, almost without questioning it, because you're gonna have to regurgitate what he says on a test. Yeah, a yeah. cult, a cult might be the only thing. Yeah, a, yeah, a cult might actually grade its members. Holy mackerel, that makes me feel terrible about myself. Oh no, are you a cult leader, Adam? Is I'm that, a cult leader, yeah. But I, I mean, I can't imagine like, I mean, I don't have a real job. Um, you know, I'm just a teacher, um, you know, but I can't, the, the jobs that I've had before, I never got graded. I got evaluated on my job performance. Right. But I've never, I never got a grade. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can't think of another environment where that would be, where that even applies. It's, 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 I think it's just weird. It's a weird way of evaluating student performance. Yeah. Um, it, it is. I, I don't know <laughs> how to like even describe it. It's just like, yeah, it's just like, who came up with this? I want to know. I want to talk. <laughs> well, and, and so I, I, you know, I've thought a lot about grades. Um, and there, I do, I can't think of one important use for a grade in how do you how do you compare a really great band student to a really great chemistry student you know like how how do you even compare those two students and our brains are our brains are really good at comparing things within a category we are bad at comparing things um between categories can i I give you an example of this yeah sure Uh, what is better steak or shrimp 
both admirers. <laughs> for you personally, like I don't know. Like, oh, for me personally. Yeah, for you personally, yeah, what's what's better, steak or shrimp? Like if you're for an entree. Uh, I would I would choose steak. Steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for you. What is better uh, for you? What's better, an apple or a pear? Pear. Pear. Okay. What's better, a steak or pear? Steak. <laughs> Sure. It's a little harder to compare. It's easier to compare apples to pears and steak right, to another right. protein than it is comparing fruit to, to a protein entree. We have a right. hard time comparing between groups. And mm-hmm. so grades are a nice way of doing that. If you're an awesome band student, the teacher will evaluate you and say you're an A student. And that communicates to a chemistry teacher that this student is very good in band you know, mm-hmm. and um, so your top chemistry student, that's the equivalent of what my student's doing in band. And so grades are a way that we can compare between categories, which is kind of nice. I'm not sure how mm-hmm. important that is, but um, um, what I don't understand about grades, or what I'm really struggling with grades is how, when when's the line of demarcation for when a kid fails a class and doesn't earn credit for it like that's Mm -hmm. that's a hard one for me right now um because kind of right now on the grading scale if you get below a 60 Mm percent you know you you fail the class and and don't get credit um and that doesn't make intuitive sense to me. And I'm, I'm not sure it makes intuitive sense. It's, it's the way schools have kind of been for a while. But if I was going to do that for my track athletes, I would have a terrible track team. If I said mm-hmm. that you ran 60% slower than the fastest sprinter on the track team, then you failed at the meet. You know, that, that doesn't make any sense right? Mm-hmm. There's no, you can't, just because you're a slow sprinter doesn't mean you failed at sprinting. It just mm-hmm. means you've placed last. That's not a failure. Right. You, you ran the race and you're probably faster than 90% of the students in the school. You're just the slowest sprinter at that meet. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I, that, that is a, that's been like a tough, um, question for me. And, and, and it's a big deal because um, graduation rates in Oregon statewide aren't great. The, the four-year graduation rate, I want to say they're between like 70 and 80%. So 20 to 30% of the students aren't graduating from high school. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I think we should, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm monologuing rather than like um, engaging in a dialogue here. But uh, thoughts? <laughs> no, no, you're what, good. I'm just, I'm like very. No, no, I'm just, yeah, I was just very intrigued by like you're just you're like flowing with thoughts. So I'm like I don't want to interrupt. Um, <laughs> but no, it's like I just wanted to track back a little bit to that whole comparison between categories. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you ask me what is better, like what is my preference between like you know steak or shrimp or like um, apple or pear, my my follow-up question to that was what, or my initial answer was, well, it depends, right? So 
you know, in that case, like, it depends on, like, the weather, it depends on what I'm feeling, or it depends on, like, you know, what I had earlier that week, you know, things like that. So I think when it comes to grading, too, right, we have to look at what are the factors that we're grading students on, you know? Um, and so, like, what factors are in or, or not, or what factors are present and non-present when it comes to giving grades? Um, so, yeah. Um, I don't know. I grades. I mean, Fs, right? I, I I agree. I think that you know, it's well. First of all, the the emotion that comes with failing is just like very extreme, right? When you know that you just fail something, you just feel like at least for me as a student, I felt like whoa, that that would mean it's over for me. That means like I just you know I'm just not a good student, like you know and um. It's not encouraging, right? But then some people feel like it, you need it. Like, oh, if you're gonna give, you know, all these other grades, you gotta give a bad grade too. Um, and so, you know, when I think about F, you know, or anything, right? Cause we, we all say C, C means competent, right? It means when you, when you understand the most basics of the material and then like Cs and A's are just like, yeah, you understand it above average, you're a little more than average, right? So, I don't know, shouldn't, shouldn't that also reflect like F being like, you know, you're struggling to understand material. So we should not say that you failed, but like you need more assistance or something. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like the whole grading system, like if you, if we're wanting to get rid of one thing, I feel like you gotta get rid of the whole thing, right? Um, so I don't know, like I, I'm, yeah. I'm lost. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure I'd say get rid of the whole grading system um but the grading i, I, I don't want to say this well here's here's my solution want to hear my solution to this yeah. is i think we need to be very clear on what the letter grades mean so we have a b c d and f and an f means that you fail and you don't get credit for, for taking that class. Um, and you're right, a C is supposed to mean competency. But again, I think that's kind of tricky too, because what does that mean to be competent in anatomy and physiology, especially for, for my classes, right? Which is introductory level to these health science classes. What we spend a day talking about, like people spend four years getting their PhD on. You know, like we give the briefest of overviews in anatomy class, and that information is cur curated by me and presented in the way that I want to present it, you know, and, and I try to make it in a way that's most digestible for students. So what is it, I guess I'm making, I, I make a hard standard of what competency means. You have to get 70% on all your assignments. That's what competency means in my, in my course but I can decide what the course material is, right? And another anatomy teacher might decide that the course material should be something different. And so it's kind of the luck of the draw, which anatomy teacher you're gonna get um, determines whether you're competent in that class. And I don't know another way to do that. I think you gotta leave it up to the teachers to, to make that call. Um, so if, if a C is competent and an F is failure, I think we need to, emphasize D's more, um, where a D means you went through the process of education, 
but we don't have sufficient evidence that you are competent. Okay. You went, you went to class, you tried, you gave it a shot, but we, you, you, I don't have enough evidence to show that you've learned enough of the material in class. And that's a D. You get credit for it and your GPA is going to take a hit, um, but you don't fail the class. It'd be the equivalent of a sprinter taking last place. Of course, you still get to say you're on the track team. Of course you ran in that race. You're on the track team. You get credit for running the race. You know, you, you took a lot, you were, you were a slow sprinter <laughs> and that's okay. Maybe mm -hmm. you're a slow sprinter, but you got a PR. You ran faster this meet than you did the meet before, right? That's a win for you. Maybe you're sprinting because you're normally throwing shot put, but you have a hurt wrist. And that's why you're, you're the, the slowest sprinter. You know, there's a whole bunch of reasons you could be the slowest sprinter. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just, hearing you talk made me think about um, the time I studied abroad in England and like learning about their grading system um, and how different it is from ours. Um, I think there's like four different marks for you, essentially. You can you either fail um, and then you get like a passing mark and then like honors and then they have like two honors um but learning about the percentages there right like, like failing is less than 50 like if you get less than 50 percent like that's a fail versus here right it's like 70 percent or, or like if you don't get 70 percent you're like failing so i don't know so it's just like i guess my question would be like do we need that many options for for grades like rather than it's just like you said like if we're going to emphasize more on like the effort aspect of it which is like a d wouldn't it be better to be like you are competent in this material or you are are not and dude yeah right and so that's what i think a d would mean is like yeah from my perspective as a teacher from from the evidence i've observed of you in class the work that you've turned in i've graded your tests you're not competent in what i'm teaching now Maybe it wasn't a good class for you. Maybe I was a bad teacher for you. Um, maybe there's a whole bunch of things, but man, without evidence, I can't give you a C, you know, but you went through the class, you tried. So I'm not going to give you an F. So, so you give the person a D and over the entirety of high school, um, you know, the, the, you need to earn 24 credits to graduate high school. And so that's 48 semesters that you're going to get a grade on that D should average out if, if that's the case, you know? And so um, if they get A's in all their other classes, they're going to end up with a 3.8 GPA, even if they get a D in my class. Um, so I have a question, Adam. Sure. Um, so if D's are not quite passing, but they're not failing, what, what are they? Does that, does that mean they get credit or no credit? I would say that that's, that they get credit. And let okay. me be more clear. I think we should grade students twice. I think we should grade them on the standard of, did you earn credit for the class or not? And then if they earn credit for the class, then we decide what letter grade they got between A, B, and C. And then follow-up question, right? Like, sure. since we are talking about grades, like like you said, right? Like, for example, with the letter D, right? They, they, there is, you know, based on like, you know, tests, 
exam performance and stuff like that. Like there's not enough evidence that um, that shows that they are competent in the material. And you said that it could be based on like, you know, life events or like you or like anybody that is a teacher that just was not working out well or like, you know, whatever the case may be, would it be fair to give them that grade? Because it's no longer based on necessarily their performance right because like if you let's let's say in this case right? like if you were a poor teacher and that student wasn't able to learn from you would it be fair to give them that grade so i think as a teacher i have to go off of evidence i can only base it on the student's performance i have nothing else i can evaluate a student on right and whether I'm a bad teacher, you know, I think every, I think every teacher is a bad teacher for some students, no matter how great a teacher you are, your, my teaching style just isn't going to work for some students. Um, and so if, I, I don't know, I can't think of another fair way of, of doing it, except for kind of like, kind of like what you're talking about. I think as a student, it's important to realize that the grades are just the best um, evaluation um, from a very flawed human teacher that made a very um, particular class, right? And they're trying to do the best. They're you know they're they're trying to give the best grade, and you should take it to heart and you should try to do better, but you shouldn't take it too too personal. Right. I mean, I, but then isn't there, is, I, I, I mean, that, that I, I understand and I agree because like, that literally just came out of my mouth. Right. Um, I don't know. I just like, I also want to acknowledge like, you know, that even though like in my case, right, grades were not as significant to me anymore or had that much impact. But the thing was, I still had an end goal, right. In a way that grades were so important enough because I needed it to get to like in this case grad school so like you know for high school students right like that those of us that want to choose to go to college um like you know even though it I, I could just imagine you know just being a student right if I feel like I was doing my best to learn in class and did everything that I could and then it was just all these external factors that wasn't beneficial to me to learn and I got like in this case a D right? Like that impacts me in my ability to, you know, that could, that could impact my ability to like get into college. You know what I mean? So I don't know, like I. 100%. Yep. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I was thinking about it and I'm just like, I think it's just great. Grading is just, you know, rough, right? Because like we, we talk about fair ways or trying to identify fair ways to grade students. Um, but it's hard because there are things that um, happen outside the teacher's control and then the student's control. And so it's like, where, where can we find that right way for, to, to, you know, evaluate a student's performance? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about it and I'm just like, I don't know if that's, if this, this is, my, my thoughts aren't formulated, but it just, I don't know. I, it just did not sit well with me. No, it, it it doesn't sit well with with my. I, can can I give you an extreme example? 
This is in sure. a different school district, um, not in Forest Grove School District, but I heard of a school district during COVID that mm -hmm. that first semester of online only teaching, um, there was a biology teacher that failed all of her students, right? Wow. And I, I, I've been in meetings with, with teachers when we're talking about students who are having a hard time and like last year during COVID, there's teachers who I'm like, yeah, I don't know what's going on with the student. She was such a great student last year. I just can't think, something's going on with her. I can't think of what's going on. I'm like, mm -hmm. really? You can't postulate one thing that's happening in your life that might be different from last year? You can't think of anything? <laughs> like we're online only school. Like <laughs> yeah, she has eight brothers and sisters at home. She like, of course she's not doing well in class, right? Yeah. And so I do, th I, it is easy for teachers to get very, very um, wrapped up in our own worlds. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's really important for teachers to constantly be evaluating their practice for um, fairness, you know, trying try to eliminate as much bias as you can, um, and just trying to make sure that you're you're being as fair as possible. For me, I like to look for any type of evidence to show me that a kid has learned something. And mm -hmm. I will wheel and deal. If a kid comes to me with a problem, we'll work something else out. You don't want to make clay models. Let's let's figure out something else. Okay, this isn't working with a med term. I'll tell you what, you could retake that test as many times as you want. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, that's kind of how, how I, I mean, I try to just look for as men, as much different types of evidence as I possibly can, um, to, to show that students learn something, mm -hmm. you know? And so I, for me, that's, that's how I try to safeguard against it. But when it comes down mm -hmm. to it, I don't know how you're supposed to, well, never mind. Yes, I do. I know how, because I don't. Again, I don't grade my track athletes, right? And so mm -hmm. the, the feedback that I give my track athletes, I give them positive feedback. Usually they're pretty disappointed if they um, don't perform well at the meet. And I counsel them through that process. I mentor mm -hmm. them through that process. It's just mentorship. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll bet you if we eliminated grades altogether and just focused on you know the ways of mentoring students through adolescence, we would probably have roughly the same type of classes, the same high school experience. We just wouldn't have grades and I'm not sure what colleges would do to figure out who gets into college, which why we're worrying I about mean, that for high schools, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think lately, I learned this today in, um, or more like I heard this today in class, um, how my professor was saying like, nowadays colleges are having a hard time just getting um, students to apply. So they're doing more of a like holistic look at students. So yeah, grades of course is one thing, but just like, you know, they're earning other points and like other like aspects of their lives. So um, yeah, I don't know. Would, would it be easier if we didn't have grades? And I don't know. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, the, the only reason I know that, that, I mean, I've thought about like why we have grades in the first place. And from what mm -hmm. I can gather, it's for scholarships and college entrance. Mm -hmm. 
I, I can't think of another reason why your GPA in high school matters. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and so if it, if that's all it's for is college entrance, um, colleges are very, very good at recruiting basketball players. Oh, and yeah. there's, no, there's no grades involved. Right. No. It's like, Oh, he's a, 4. it's more like, it's more like we'll let you fab, we'll, we'll fabricate your grade so you can play. Well, which is, for, and that is, dumb. so I was, a, being a track athlete at Oregon, I always wondered, why can't you major in athletics? Right? Like, if you can major in music or drama, those are performance-based activities. Why can't you major in athletics? It would solve the scholarship problem immediately. Yeah. Anyway, but... Um, so I know colleges are already really good at getting high level students into their schools with no grading system f- for, for high schools. They're mm-hmm. really good at getting athletes into their schools um, and recruiting athletes um, for their sports programs. Why can't we do the same thing with academic programs? Like why, why isn't it just based on a resume and not, a, not grades? Also, why prevent those who have low GPAs the opportunity to go to college? Yes, or let's look at it from the college's perspective, right? Let's say you're very confident in your system of development as a college. Why wouldn't you look for different criteria of students to bring in, right? Because you're thinking mm-hmm. like, wait a second, there's a whole bunch of untapped resources. I, there's phenomenally talented students who don't care about academics and get C's in high school. And if mm-hmm. they were in a collegiate environment, they would thrive. And so, you know, if I think if you kind of, if, if you're a college and you're willing to educate or develop um, non-traditional populations, yeah, there should be a ton of students out there for you to, mm-hmm. to recruit i don't know there's probably different financial things that that come in that i don't see but just from a a academic development standpoint i don't know why you couldn't there's plenty of students that get c's in my classes that would be phenomenal healthcare workers they'd be great nurses great doctors um Mm -hmm. they just get c's in class they don't like pre you know they don't like (laughs) pre-calculus oh yeah no seriously like I, I've definitely noticed, like, I will not care. I, I couldn't care less for classes that I don't have interest in. I'm just like, I'll just do the bare minimum to get by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so, there's so many shenanigans happening in high schools right now. So my wife's a, a new teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so listen to a whole bunch of things where, like, if students don't turn in their work, instead of a zero, they get half credit on those assignments, which mm-hmm. I don't like, like, because then that makes it so you have to do less work to get an A still, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think, so that's the other part about grade two. I want to make sure that the students are really interested in my classes, I, that they have every academic um, opportunity that, that they can handle, you know, like, I just want them to, to be able to get such a rich, rigorous education in my class. And I want to do that without worrying about like blowing other students doors off in the process. 
And so I think the kind of way around that is you realize that if a student's in your class showing up every day, being a relatively good citizen and trying, they're passing the class. They might not be very yeah. good at anatomy and physiology, but they're passing. I don't know. Yeah. Should we end it there? Yeah, no, I feel like that was a really good conversation um, about grades. Um. <laughs> I, feel like got, I feel like we're on different ideological spectrums here. You seem very skeptical. Um, I, no, I'm not skeptical at all. Mm -hmm. I think it's like one of those things where it's just like, I've had my experiences as a student and I wouldn't say that they were negative experience, experiences um, with grades, sorry, my experience as a student about grades. Um, they weren't like negative experiences, right? I, I can't I can't be like, oh yeah, um, I hate grades because I like, always get A's, right? You know, I have to acknowledge that, you know, I am still part of this, you know, or a participant in this grade system and I and I still like value it enough to be like, you know, put effort into it to to get to places. But no, I just think about it, right? And I'm just like it's it's not something that I've been I've processed fully on like my stance about it. There's a lot that I don't know. Um, and you know, because I, I know some people would ask if you didn't have a grading system, what is the alternative? And I, I, I wouldn't know. I, I haven't imagined a, a, a future like without grades. So I'm, I'm not necessarily skeptical. It's just I'm, I'm curious, just from hearing your perspectives and as a teacher and like you know being the person that gives grades. Um, so it's just interesting. It's more like being able to see your perspective while I'm on the other end of it, where I'm receiving grades. Um, so, you know, I, it's, it's more like I'm, I'm processing a lot and just figuring out like, you know, what are the benefits to either changing the grade system to where it's really just like, you know, the best you can do is to pass the class versus, you know, having variety where you can pass and then have different levels of passing, um, which would be like being very knowledgeable in that or being semi-knowledgeable, you know, I don't know. So it's just, yeah, it's just a lot of information and thinking. I'm just like, you know, how do I really feel about grades? And like, is, is, is it fair? And, you know, am I being, you know, um, am I not thinking about other students who are not like me? you know so yeah and that's that's really hard because it sounds like you've never gotten a d or an f in your life oh no i should i shouldn't sorry i should mention i actually have failed multiple classes in college i should say that even though i did really well in high school and this is why i like was super hard on myself um the first like three years of like college um i was like essentially a straight a student in high school in, in first semester of college, I got like a C minus in one class, a C plus in another class. And I'm like, dude, I've never gotten C's. What the hell does this mean? And my like, sorry, what does this mean? <laughs> and then my gen bio teacher was like, you, you did great. Like not a lot of people pass gen bio. And I'm like, no, this is not okay. Like I, I just passed, I didn't excel. And so, and then just even beyond freshman year, right? I failed some classes. Um, a few classes. I didn't feel like my entire year. Okay. I just, I just failed some classes. So, you know, I, I have enough experience to be like, yeah, I know what it's like to be on one end and I know what it's like to be on the other end. And in that whole experience, that entirety, like, did I find that, you know, valuable is how would my education be different if that wasn't there? You know, what, 
what experience and relationship would I have with academia um, change? What, what, how would that experience be different for other students as well that come from like, you know, similar backgrounds with me or, or students who don't? So yeah, um, I don't know, it's just, it's just a lot. And it's, it's just like, you know, as a student, you know, it's, do I find grades significant enough, you know? Or like, is it, is it re representative of who I am? Right, because like my A in um, first aid, or like my A in like um, what are the other classes I took? Like you know, bio biomechanics, right? Is does is that reflective of me and what I know? Right, because like I mentioned, like I got an A in this class, but if you ask me a, a principal about biomechanics, I'd be like, I I cannot tell you, right? So it's just like yeah, one of those things of like, are grades really reflective of what is real? What is reality? And so. I'm just processing no, of course not. right now. No, but of course they're not. They're, they're just a reflection of a very small sliver of your personality that you happen to show to a, a professor um, in, in an academic context. But you're so much more than that, than that evaluation, right? Like, I'm hoping we all agree. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah no, I, I am beyond my grades. And yes. I just want students yes, to start believing that. Yo, if you're a high school student right now from Forest Grove or just anywhere listening, just know. Grades seem important now, but at the end of the day, at the end of like your academic career, it's just an experience in your life and you you are beyond your grades. You are so much more than that. Just affirmative like message out there to you. Yeah. But what's kind of interesting to think, you know, I have a hard time, and this is a problem with teachers. We have a bias in that by definition, if we are a teacher, we got at least good enough grades to get a master's degree, you know? And most teachers don't have the experience of like failing all your classes in middle school and then going to high school, knowing you're gonna fail those classes too mm -hmm. and not caring if you fail or not. You just, all you want to do is just not to get embarrassed in class and go chat up some girls, you know, like, mm -hmm we have a hard time relating to those types of students, you know, mm -hmm. or much, in my case, much less like a student who's <laughs> learning English while they're trying to go through school or, right. you know, it's like, there's so many different experiences that teachers almost by definition have a hard time putting themselves in. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's tricky. And so I don't know. So I don't know, I guess, I just try to do no harm. <laughs> and, and, you know, and that's, that's something that we, we want to work towards, right? We don't want to harm any students and their potential. We just want to encourage them to grow and be right. super cool people. Yeah. Do no harm and do cool things. I think yeah, that's, do my, cool that's, things. that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much what that's I the do. model. Yeah. I'm going to have it tattooed right here. <laughs> do no harm Down and each be arm. a cool person. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I need to go to parkour class. Yeah, you gotta flip it up. Yeah, this is a great conversation. Yeah, it was it a is. good one. It was a really yeah. good one. Yeah, yeah. Good work, Anna. 50 downloads? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pop off the charts. Um, yeah. And we're gonna be so, the next number one podcast on Apple Music. That's right. Well, you know, I got a, I got a producer. We we have a producer now, right? I love it. So yeah, love it. we got Fiona's gonna do her her project. Uh, 
Thank you, Fiona. Yes, yes. So she, so I got a student working on being a producer. So that'll be great. Um, all right. Thank you, everybody. Let's get out of here. Anna. See you next week. Yep. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Bye. No, no, I do not know how to love. Want you to myself in. No, no one tastes never enough. And maybe I'm insane. It's not that hard. Since to the brain feels like prison to the heart. You know I'm selfish. Mm -hmm. Selfishly in